Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Are your joints painful? Do you suffer from daily discomfort? As it stands today, chronic pain affects more Americans than diabetes, heart disease, and cancer combined. In fact, chronic pain is the number one reason Americans enter the healthcare system today. However, many people believe their only option for pain relief is found in drugstore options such as ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol, to name a few. Tragically, most people are unaware that these pain meds do more harm than good. Common side effects include headaches, liver and kidney issues, high blood pressure, and in rare cases, even death. Not to mention, they're just masking your pain, giving you temporary relief. While this may sound all doom and gloom, I do have good news. There is an all-natural solution that addresses the root cause of your discomfort, a real solution that allows you to get back to being you. And that solution is called Curcumin Gold, made by my friends at Purality Health. Curcumin Gold contains turmeric curcumin extract, vegan omega-3s, particularly DHA, which is a very long-chain omega-3, and it has ginger oil. These carefully selected ingredients support healthy joint function and address the root cause of inflammation within your body. Trust me when I say you won't find anything else on the market quite like this. In fact, my friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that utilizes something called micell liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, proven to be 800% more efficient than traditional Uh, supplement doses. Even better, it's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee. And today, we have a 30% off coupon for you. Just visit PurityHealth.com and use the coupon DRJ or Dr. J to access 30% off today. So again, that's PurityHealth.com. Use the coupon code DRJ, so Dr. J, to access 30% off today. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on a five-day water fast and what to expect on the healing journey. Five-day water fast is a pretty incredible endeavor. If you've never done it, it is a really astonishing experience. And it's amazing what actually happens inside of your body. And so in this podcast, I go through who is a candidate for a five-day water fast. This is not for everybody, that's for sure. So I, I qualify who is a candidate, who is not a candidate. And I also go through what happens in your body each day of the fast. What happens on day one? What happens on day two, day three, day four, day five? How to break a five-day fast? Super important information to know. You need, need it to, If you're going to do a five-day water fast, you need to know how to break it properly so you don't end up uh, causing unwanted problems and uh, putting yourself in the hospital, which people have done when they break fasts incorrectly. So super important to know. And also I go through how often one may do something like a five-day water fast or a five-day partial fast. So I actually go through a schedule and 
based on your body size, your symptomatology, your level of inflammation, your health goals. I go through how often you can do something like this to kind of speed up the healing process without you know, overwhelming your system. Because we know a five-day water fast is incredibly healing, but it can also be a stressor on the body. And so, you know, if you're, you know, if certain individuals may be able to do it more often than other individuals, a leaner person like myself, not, not going to be a good idea to do it too often. However, doing it, you know, once or twice a year can be incredibly beneficial for somebody, even if they're leaner. And so again, I qualify who should do it. I go through everything in this podcast. You guys are going to love this information. Please share it with somebody that you know and that you care about. And if you've not left us a five-star review, now's the time to do it. If you're getting value out of these podcasts, please take a moment, leave us a five-star review. It helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. And let's go into the show. Hey, everybody, Dr. Jockers here. I hope you guys are doing well. Today, we're talking about a five-day water fast and what you can expect on the healing journey. You know, I, I really think a water fast is one of the most powerful healing strategies that you can apply. It's literally our body's innate, in a sense, it, it turns on or it activates the dormant healing potential within us. It's quite incredible what happens. But of course, it can be uncomfortable, especially, you know, your first time doing something like this. So let's go through what to expect on this. Now, the first thing is who should not fast? So these are individuals that I would not recommend a five-day water fast to. That would be anybody with an eating disorder. So if you have a past history of, of anorexia or bulimia or something along those lines, be sure that you are fully healed. In fact, you know your closest friend, your psychologist, your spouse should uh, have to approve before you would do a fast like this. You need to make sure you're fully healed. If you're struggling with that, or if you did in the past, you know, you're really cautious before you start fasting because we don't want to initiate another eating disorder. Um, pregnant women and newborns, obviously, this is going to be good. You need to be in a growth stage, so you wouldn't want to do a five-day fast. Young children, same thing, uh, growth stage. Individuals with type 1 diabetes, you know, there, there needs to be extreme caution here. I've heard stories of people with type 1 diabetes doing a fast, but, you know, definitely needs to be caution. I don't recommend it. You have, you've got to certainly got to work with a doctor that's uh, well-trained in that if you were going to do it. But in general, I don't recommend it for type 1 diabetic. Uh, extreme athletes who are in season. You know, it's like uh, NBA season right now. LeBron James should not do, you know, he's in the middle of playing Steph Curry. You know, these guys are, they're exercising hours every day. They shouldn't be doing a five-day water fast. Um, individuals who are on certain medications, especially steroid medications, diabetes medications, these are common ones that can cause issues with blood sugar and insulin levels and uh, could cause somebody to pass out, seizure medications as well. So these could cause somebody to pass out while they're doing fast. So obviously, need, precaution needs to be taken. And that individuals are severely underweight. If you're severely underweight, like you see every bone in your body, um, you know, certainly uh, talk with your physician about this. Doesn't mean you couldn't do a fast. Probably a five-day fast, though. Maybe more like some intermittent fasting and taking things like uh, essential amino acids, branched-chain amino acids, exogenous ketones, things like that can can help preserve your muscle mass. But uh, in general, people are severely underweight. We don't recommend doing an extended fast like this. Now, warning signs: you should break your fast. If you get started with the fast. Okay. And you're like a day or two in, and this is what you notice. If you notice really strong hunger, 
you know, really strong, not just cravings, but like your stomach, you've got to eat something, you know, then, then go ahead and break your fast. I always tell people, you know, there's no shame in that. Uh, if you set out to do a five day fast and you one day, you should be proud of yourself. You did one full day of fasting, 24 hours. It's awesome. There's no shame in this. You can try a five day fast next week. You know, you're fasting is a lifestyle approach. It's not, it's not like a one and done. And so this is something we want to be doing throughout the course of our life is doing one to two five-day fasts, water fasts every year, doing intermittent fasting on a regular basis, maybe a 24-hour fast every week. You know, these are things that we should be implementing into our life. And so if you if you can't make a five-day fast one time, you know, do it next month. So if you have strong heart rate, go ahead and break it. If you have an increase in heart palpitations, you know, go ahead and break your fast. If you have an increase in hair loss, go ahead and break it. If you're losing consciousness, you're passing out, these are all dangerous signs. So go ahead and break your fast. Um, extreme pain that worsened with fasting, go ahead and break your fast. You know, and these are actually, some of these are actually healing signs. Like extreme pain sometimes can be the body's trying to actually break down some old, broken down uh, joints or tissues and rebuild them. However, you know, if it, the pain gets to the point where it's, unbearable, that's going to throw off your blood sugar and your insulin levels. When we have a lot of pain or a lot of stress, it's going to throw off our blood sugar. It's going to make fasting a lot harder. So, you know, I don't want you to, to, to have extreme discomfort like this. So again, you can do, you know, you could do bouts or prime your body with intermittent fasting, and that can help your body do the healing without doing an extended fast. Uh, if you're too weak to get out of bed, if you can't even get out of bed, you're so weak, break the fast, have some bone broth or something. Too much weight loss. You know, again, we talked about severely underweight. If you lose too much weight, break the fast. If you have heavy bouts of vomiting or diarrhea, you know, you're going to need more electrolytes. So you may need to do broth or something like that. It's okay to break the fast. So strategies, prepare for an extended fast. I really recommend, I'm going to do a whole video on this, but do your best to create a low stress schedule. Avoid negative people. Uh, drink plenty of water. That's a mistake some people make is they don't hydrate well on a water fast. And there's a benefit in dry fasting, but you know, in general, the water is going to help you go longer and help you feel better when you're fasting. Have some good salts available. Celtic sea salt, pink Himalayan salt can be really, really helpful. Get those electrolytes in. Schedule a spa day. You know, when you're doing a fast, you're saving money because you're not eating during that period of time. So let's say it costs you $20 a day or something like that. Uh, for food, right? Then take that $20, invest it into a massage, right? Get a massage at some point in there, or perhaps two massages in that, in that period. Um, avoid the kitchen if possible. Drink water strategically. Try a sweet drink if needed. You can use stevia drops. They have no calories. They flavor up the water. They make it easier to drink more water. Get grounded. You can see this picture. This lady's got her bare feet on grass. Get on grass, dirt, sand, go to the beach, you know, something along those lines. That can really, really help help you reduce stress in your body and help you just feel better and respond better when you're fasting. Get sunshine each day if possible. It's harder during the winter. I get that. But if you're able to, definitely do that. Move your body. So get out, exercise, just get movement in on a regular basis. And give your body permission to rest. Like if you feel tired and you're fasting, go take a nap. Go rest. Go relax. You know, you don't want to have a real busy schedule. Now, what you will notice is as you get better at fasting, you do this more often, you actually feel better. You actually feel more productive and you actually want to schedule a busy, you want a busy schedule because it takes your mind off of eating and you feel great anyways. You feel like 
you can uh, just get a lot of work done. So, but in the beginning, you wouldn't want to do that. So there's different steps along the way. The better you build your fasting fitness, the easier it becomes and the less of these, I guess you could say, sort of crutches uh, are needed. So day one of a, of a five-day water fast for most people when they first get started, they're going to burn through their stored sugar, their stored glycogen. They may experience fatigue, hunger, cravings, mental lethargy, mood changes, increased urination, sleep disturbances, all you know, common things. As your body gets more fat adapted, you actually see that day one is pretty easy and you feel pretty good. But in the beginning, when you're not keto or fat adapted, you're going to notice some of these symptoms not going to be very easy. And that's actually why it's advantageous to get your body fat adapted or keto adapted before you start the fast, where you go on a low carb, high healthy fat diet for at least two weeks before you do a fast like this, because then at day one becomes a lot easier. And you should also practice intermittent fasting where you're uh, fasting, eating one to two meals a day and let's say like a four to six hour eating window or something like that before you do a five day fast and that will make it a lot easier as well. Your body's got to change from burning glucose or sugar into ketones and ketones are a preferred fuel source. It takes only three steps in order for them to produce energy. They produce significantly more energy than glucose. However, um, it's going to take time for the body to adapt. There's certain enzymes that need to be increased for the body to get good at burning ketones. And this is why we want to go through that adaptation process before we get on the fast. So if you're not adapted, you're not really going to be using ketones for energy until day three. Whereas if you are fat or keto adapted, you're using ketones as a fuel source on day one. So you feel a lot better. You don't feel those same hypoglycemic types of responses. So it's more advantageous there. Now here's the, what's cool. You get this amazing hormone optimization that takes place when you start fasting. After 24 hours, a study done at the Intermountain Medical Institute uh, back in 2007, they showed they fasted women for 24 hours and they showed a 1,200% increase in human growth hormone. Human growth hormone is our quintessential anti-aging hormone. Helps us burn fat for fuel, helps develop lean body tissue. It helps preserve lean body tissue. The body says, I don't want to use, like I don't want to burn through my muscle. I need my muscle. So I'm going to stimulate more fat burning. I'm going to hold on to this muscle because I don't. I need to find food at some point. Our ancestors would have to, you know, in a sense, kill an animal, right? Or do something that involved a lot of activity in order to get food. So we needed the muscle. It also improves bone density, reduces inflammation throughout the body, improves immune coordination. This is key because you know so many people, so many of us have antibodies to organs of our body, like literally organ systems, and even our cells, like even our cell membranes, we have antibodies. Our, our immune system itself is attacking these things. And so human growth hormone helps reduce that and improve the overall coordination of the immune system. Great for collagen production, so we have healthy skin, hair, nails, joints, so really powerful hormone. And for men, I, I told you guys that Intermountain Medical Institute study showed that for women, 24-hour fasting increases it by 1,200%. For men, it's 2,000%. And on day two, day three, day four, we get even larger rises in human growth hormone. So day two, now your body's going to be, again, using th going through the rest of the stored glycogen and also going into body fat ketones. So if you're already keto adapted, it's a little bit easier. For me, day two tends to be the hardest day. 
Okay, I, day one is easy for me. Day two, I definitely noticed a little more increased fatigue, a little bit more mental lethargy. But my ketones start going way, way up at this point. Okay, and for most people, again, if you're keto adapted, day two is a tougher day, but but not as tough as if you are not keto adapted. If you're not keto adapted beforehand, day two is really tough. <laughs> um, so it's always more advantageous to. Get your body into a state of nutritional ketosis, you know, for at least be working on that at least two or three weeks before doing a fast like this. So just make it a lot easier for you. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really good, really good practice to, to follow. So other symptoms, possibly feeling cold is, uh, you know, common symptoms, changes in circulation, thyroid hormone, uh, deactivation, things like that. What will happen is your body will actually develop better hormone sensitivity. It just has to adapt. So sometimes in the beginning, you can have, have this kind of cold feeling. Tongue changes. This has to do with microbiome adaptation. Rashes sometimes. There's microbiome uh, changes that are taking place. And a lot of times, as bad bacteria and microbes die off, they release endotoxins. And those endotoxins can trigger something called substance P in the skin. And that can cause rash development when we get this massive trigger of substance P and histamine uh, that flushes the skin, can cause rashes, different things like that. So for some people, they notice that. For other people, the endotoxins can affect the brain and cause mood changes, irritability, depression, anxiety, issues like that. So there are things that can help reduce that. Activated charcoal. We have something called biotoxin binder that's really good for that um, to reduce the endotoxemia. Also, just moving your bowels really well. Really well. And sometimes people have trouble with that on, on a fast. Good hydration. Magnesium can be really good. We have a product called Oxy Powder that can really help with uh, getting things through the bowels. That will reduce the amount of bacteria and bacterial end products, make you feel a lot better when you're going through the fast. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about this amazing product called Joint Support by Pure Health Research. If you're out there and you're struggling with stiff or aching joints and you're tired of letting that discomfort steal the joy and freedom from your life, you've got to try joint support. It contains seven of Mother Nature's best superfoods for supporting comfortable, healthy and flexible joints. And it even promotes healthy cartilage growth, too. Now, all it takes is one small capsule of joint support every day to start feeling the positive effects on your joint health. And as a listener of our show, you can try joint support risk-free today and get a free 30-day supply of omega-3 when you take advantage of this special offer. It can promote healthy joint lubrication, making it easier to move in comfort. You're also going to get two free eBooks so you can learn more about joint health. Just head over to getjointhelp.com forward slash jockers. That's get jointhelp.com forward slash jockers g g e t j o i n t h e l p dot com forward slash j o c k e r s and that will order joint support and claim your free bottle of omega-3 while supplies last again that's get jointhelp.com forward slash jockers so healing activity on day two again we're resetting the microbiome we're getting this this powerful process called cellular autophagy, where it's like the body is breaking down these older cells and rebuilding new healthy cells, like taking the trash out, okay, of our body, breaking down all kind of the old decaying stuff, you know, resetting the system, resetting the cells, 
Autophagy is an incredible process and we activate it at a high level on day two and day three. We get this rise in human growth hormone like I was talking about. Stem cells start to rise. They really peak around day four. But if you are keto adapted to begin with, they actually start to really rise day two and day three. So, um, so you're getting these stem cells rising at this point. You're resetting your DNA. You know, a lot of us have these, uh, you know, these bad genes. Uh, all of us have genes that express themselves in really uh, positive ways that, that enhance our quality of life and our longevity. We also have genes that are more survival genes that oftentimes can cause us to have more symptoms and express more problems and lead to degenerative disease. And so when we're fasting, we start to reset the DNA. It's an epigenetic modulator that turns off these bad genes, turns them off from expressing, and turns on healthy longevity genes, which is amazing. We also get this hormone optimization where our body is more sensitive to things like insulin, thyroid hormone, um, all the major hormones, hormones in our body, testosterone, estrogen, also our sex hormones. So we get this optimization of the hormones that takes place there. Now, one thing we could be looking at too is testing our blood glucose and our ketones. And there's actually something called a glucose ketone index or GKI, where you measure your glucose levels. You can get a keto mojo that tests both blood glucose and blood ketones. You have to get two different strips. You have a ketone strip and a glucose strip, but you can basically take to do the same blood draw with the same measurement device, just use different strips, and you come up with this. You're, you're Get your glucose, then you get your blood ketones, and then you divide your glucose levels by 18, and then you divide that number, which is at the top there, by the blood ketone levels. So if your blood sugar was at 76, your blood ketones were at 2.2, then your GKI is 1.9. Now, in general, for good health, for good keto adaptation, we're gonna we want our ratio to be four to one or less. Okay, so you're you know, basically a four or less. Now, if you are trying to battle a chronic disease, particularly cancer, some experts like Dr. Thomas Saifried, who I've interviewed, you guys can find his interview on my YouTube channel here. Uh, they say they want as close to one-to-one -one as possible. So that's something that uh, to consider there. Now, top supplements support the body during a fast. Well, I'm a huge fan of adaptogenic herbs and also magnesium. So a lot of times people are dealing with stress, anxiety, trouble sleeping. These are products that can really help. We have one called Cortisol Defense, which has ashwagandha, Melissa officinalis, a uh, number of different, uh, it has L-theanine, a number of different uh, compounds in there that help with relaxation and calming the stress response. I'm a huge fan of using this product uh, along with magnesium to keep your cortisol levels balanced, which will help stabilize your blood sugar and also help give you mental energy and mental clarity so that you feel really good during the fast. Also, you know, if you're somebody that does deal with high blood sugar, low ketones, you're, trouble, you're having trouble getting keto adapted, then taking some exogenous ketones with adaptogens, like something like Keto Edge can be really helpful. This has cordyceps, reishi mushroom, um, lion's mane, which is really powerful for stimulating nerve growth factor in your brain. Rishi is really good for helping sleep. Cordyceps uh, really good for energy and stamina. Um, and the exogenous ketones will get your body more keto adapted. It will start teaching the body to use ketones as a fuel source and to make ketones. 
So that can be really helpful. You certainly don't need all of these supplements, but based on your particular struggle, uh, and I will do a future video on this as well, based on your, your particular struggle, these products can be really helpful. Constipation. So we have a couple different products for that. Oxy powder is a really good one. It's uh, an oxygen-based colon cleanser. Really, really good. It helps move those bowels. We also have an herbal-based product called Bowel Mover, okay, herbal-based. Uh, and that's also really good for stimulating the bowels. So oxy powder is basically magnesium and oxygen combined to help stimulate the bowels. Bowel Mover is a number of different herbal compounds that help stimulate the bowels. And then we have something to help improve detox. This is a systemic detoxification agent. It's called Biotoxin Binder. Gets out into the bloodstream, helps detox the gut, the liver, gets out into the bloodstream, gets the uh, cleanses out the blood, the cells. Uh, it's really, really powerful for helping reduce endotoxemia, helping reduce mold-based toxins, um, aldehydes, all different types of things like that. So different... Uh, different compounds released by candida and other bad bacteria and microorganisms in the, in the body. So biotoxin binder can be really helpful if you're dealing with detox symptoms during a fast. Now, another question I get is how long and how often should I fast? Well, this is very personal. Uh, and you know, you, you certainly don't need to do this very often. Okay. However, depending on your health goals, you may want to do a five day water fast more often, more commonly. Okay, and so if you're thin, you're a lean individual, and your health goal is reduce inflammation and reduce your risk of chronic disease, or if you have chronic disease, reduce that. Um, a three to five day fast, so you don't necessarily have to do a full five because you're already very thin and lean. Your body's probably a little bit better at using ketones for a fuel source, probably a little bit more metabolically flexible. So you may get amazing results in three days, but you're looking at three to five days, and you know the the the, the most often I would do it would be every eight to 12 weeks, so every two to three months, basically. If you're normal weight, so you're not real lean, okay, not overweight, and you want to reduce inflammation and chronic disease, you might be able to go up to seven days. You know, I've seen a lot of people get great results with that. So you're looking at more of four to seven days. And you probably do it a little bit more often every six to eight weeks. If you do notice a lot of weight loss, then you know you may want to cut that back a little bit. If you're overweight, you got a lot of weight to lose, okay? then five to 10 plus days, okay? So do a 10-day fast. And you, could, you could perhaps even do it every month uh, if you felt good with it, okay? So it depends. Everybody's a little bit different. If you notice thyroid-like symptoms, like feeling really cold, hair loss, you know, plateaus with your weight, constipated, no energy, losing hair, particularly the outer third of your eyebrows, you know, then you're going to need to... Do it less often, okay? Because the body's saying, oh, I'm in a time of major famine. I need to downregulate thyroid hormone, okay? However, if you're not noticing that, uh, I have a lot of overweight people that feel great as they're fasting, they get great results with it, then yeah, you can do five to 10 days every single month and, uh, and actually speed up your healing results. So really good stuff. Now, I do want to caution you, and you can see at the bottom, this is not meant to treat any specific condition. You know, definitely consult your healthcare practitioner before doing something like this. Don't just say, well, I saw a video that Dr. Jockers did, and so I started doing this. Um, it's always a good idea to, to consult with your medical doctor, your functional health practitioner. Okay. Now, steps to breaking an extended fast. I'm going to do another video on this, but uh, you know, typically for every three days, every two to three days, 
you want at least one recovery day. So if you do a three-day fast, you know, you'd want one recovery day where you're doing more liquid-based foods, foods that are easy on the digestive system. So that would be like protein shakes, broths, soups, fermented vegetables, fermented drinks, uh, things like that for the first, you know, for the first day there. Five to six-day fast, two recovery days before you would consume meat, nuts, and starches. Those are harder on the digestive system. So you want to take your time, allow your body to start producing the digestive juices it needs to. So in the beginning, your body, when you go on a three plus day fast, your digestive system shuts down. You stop producing stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes. So you want time to warm that back up. Okay, that's really, you know, it's just going to help you uh, be more successful with this and not have unwanted symptoms when you come off the fast. So if you do an eight to 10 day fast, three recovery days, pretty much use that ratio um, every two to three days fasting, then you should have at least one recovery day for basically one recovery day every two or three fasting days. And then that will really help. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this video and uh, I know we covered a lot of information. And so hopefully you got a lot out of it. We'd love to hear your questions and comments and we'll see you on a future video. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.